The content of CPR Unplugged is designed for entertainment purposes only and is not intended as mental health treatment or medical or mental health advice. Details such as names and locations may have been changed to protect individual privacy. Hello and welcome to CPR Unplugged. I am your host, Jess. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing today, thank you for joining us. I am joined today by Addie. And she has a real interesting story for us. She actually uh, has a genetic condition that I have not heard of before. So I am going to learn right along with the listeners about Addie and her experiences. Addie, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm pretty excited. (laughs) Yeah, we're excited to have you. Uh, So wherever you want to start your story off, go for it. Take it from, take it away. Okay. Um, Well, my story, um, I was born with Williams syndrome, which is a genetic cognitive disorder. And um, a lot of people that have it can run very low functioning or high functioning. And I run very high. Um, I do have some limitations, but I've learned to work through a lot of those, but um, anxiety stems off of that. And a lot of my stories started when I was young, starting from my dad there. I dealt a lot with emotional abuse and being unwanted for the fact of my Williams syndrome and, you know, just dealing a lot with abandonment and a lot of anxiety and depression too. And my my mom has also gone through um, two more marriages after my dad, and um, the second one was pretty bad. He was he used to be in the military, and so we lived a very strict lifestyle and do what I tell you to do, or you better watch out. And there, I mean, up until now, there, you know, I just struggle with a lot from you know, anxiety and depression. And um, one thing that's really hard for me is I have a hard time going out a lot in public. So um, I tend to stay at home where I feel safe. (laughs) What happens when you go out in public? What's that like for you? I get very nervous and um, a lot of times stick to my stomach. I'm very sensitive to loud noises and I have very good hearing so I can sense everything so it's pretty much overstimulation for me oh gotcha okay now is that part of the williams syndrome i don't know for sure but it probably could be and what do you know uh, about williams syndrome how did you find out that's what you had i was actually diagnosed when i was three years old by my facial features alone. Williams syndrome, basically you have all your genes, but the elastin gene is depleted. So I've actually had to have um, reconstructive leg surgery to be able to fully walk. Okay, so you've been through a lot of things. I mean, a lot of different family situations and surgery and wow, what's the, what helped you get through all that? Well, I've, actually been um, doing a lot of counseling off and on since I was little and that that's been really helping and I've actually been we moved here 
August of 2010, and I've been fighting the system here since to be able to get help for any of my mental stuff. And um, I've applied for SMI and got denied at every turn, and I recently just got approved for it. So that's been pretty big. <laughs> if you don't mind me asking, what were some of the reasons that they had denied in the first place? I I don't really know. They felt like it was more my cognitive stuff. And um, so they based it off my Williams syndrome, I think, more than what my anxiety and depression really was. Mm. So it just, yeah. It's been you know, a struggle. I can imagine. And I've heard that before, that conditions where you have both physical symptoms and mental health symptoms, a lot of times the mental health symptoms get overlooked and the physical symptoms get um, the majority of the attention. Has yeah. that been your experience? Yes. And I, um, I was actually hospitalized at the end of June because... Um, with this whole COVID thing, my anxiety and depression just got really bad. So, um, and I had a evaluation done while I was in the hospital and they didn't even take time to look at my records or anything. They just denied me within two days. And then we had to reappeal again. And it's been a grueling process. <laughs> well, I'm glad that they approved you and that you're, you finally have that for people listening um, SMI status or being designated seriously mentally ill um, provides additional support, right? It provides access to treatment, yes. um, a lot of other supportive resources. So that's wonderful. I'm glad you're getting the help you need now. Me too. And the thing is for me, like, yeah, I have anxiety and depression, but I, I don't see myself as being sick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Tell me more about that. Tell me more about how you do see yourself. I, you know, I see myself that I have anxiety, I have depression, and it takes a lot to fight, you know, to get to what I've gone through to get to where I am now. But, you know, I don't see myself as sick. I'm imbalanced in a lot of ways, but I don't see myself as sick. I like that perspective. And I think you're right. We're not we're not our diagnoses, right? We're, yeah. We're unique individual human beings. Yeah. So tell me about Addie the person, not Addie the diagnosis. What would you like to know? Oh, okay. So what are some of the things you like to do in your spare time, especially now when, like you said, we're all kind of cooped up from COVID? Um, I listen to a lot of music. I watch a lot of movies and... Um, we have family close around, so I've been spending a lot of time with family and, you know, just taking care of me. How do you take care of yourself? I like to use a lot of, like, essential oils and Epsom salts and that kind of stuff. And um, just anything that, you know, makes me feel good. And I think that that's a big thing because I'm empathic, too, so like any situation I'm in that doesn't bring me happiness or brings me into a bad place. Like I try and get out of it. So I try to do things that 
you know, help me keep stable. Now describe to me what you mean by empathic. Are you sensitive to your surroundings, sensitive to others? I'm sensitive to everything. And I'm the type of person that um, when someone else feels pain, I feel it too. And I kind of take it on myself so that they don't have to feel that pain. So have you learned ways to to protect yourself or to counteract that so it's it's not so painful? It's getting there. Um, for a long time, I was told that, you know, you couldn't express anything. And so I am now learning to be able to express myself and to be able to cope better and to recognize what triggers me or recognize what, you know, certain emotions are. And then once those emotions hit, then it's easier to um, cope with. And like watching the news and all that stuff, I don't watch the news. I don't, I don't sit and just look at COVID results or how many, you know, <laughs> I just, I, I can't. Yeah, that's a good point. Sometimes we have to filter the things that we're bringing in. Yeah. It can be get overwhelming really quickly. So having the sensitivity, is this something that you remember feeling as a child? Is this something that is newer? Oh, yeah. I. I mean, I get physically sick sometimes because of my anxiety. And that started when I was probably, gosh, four to five years old. So, so what was that like being raised with the message of we don't show emotion, we kind of push that stuff down in a way and being so sensitive to it? It's honestly been traumatic because it you know you hold stuff in for so long and even you know that person's out of my life like i struggle with um ptsd also because of it so i just have to keep reminding myself that i'm safe and that that person isn't around and it's okay to feel the way I feel and to express what I feel. I'm just thinking about that's so, I think there's a lot of people out there that can relate to that feeling of having to kind of clam up and, and not express themselves. And then in adulthood, having to learn, having to learn how to show emotion and, and how to be okay in that space. Is it still uncomfortable for you sometimes? Yeah, it is. Yeah, my um, my anxiety and depression has actually gotten a lot worse since I've gotten older. So, especially within this last year. Was there something specific about getting older or about this last year that you think made it worse? You know, I I've had a lot of you know trauma in my life, but um, we end up moving down here this past October and just started to get settled, and then COVID happened and. You know, there there's just been a lot going on and just, you know, the fact of being isolated and that kind of thing. I I have a hard time just being inside all the time because then I get inside myself all the time. <laughs> mm, that's a good point. What do you use to um, help yourself kind of get that stuff out so you're not internalizing all of it? I just try to stay occupied as much as I can, even when I'm home and um, 
there's people in my life too that, you know, recognize when, you know, I'm dealing with this kind of stuff and um, let me be able to have like weekend retreats with them and stuff just so I can get a break from everything else and not feel so immersed in everything. That's awesome. So you're taking steps on your own, but you also have established a support system. That's huge. It's a big deal. So what's one of the the best things about the journey you've been on so far? What's one of the highlights? I think, you know, finally getting that, um, you know, even though I don't consider myself ill, like getting that SMI determination was a huge thing for me. I I thought I was going to keep getting denied and I never thought, you know, I would get to this point and have, you know, the backbone that I do now to be able to, you know, function more. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to actually trying to find a job and, you know, live semi-independent and that kind of thing. That's exciting. That's a big turning point. Yeah. It's interesting just going back to that idea of like labels, you know, it's, yes. um, there's a lot of people who need services, who need SMI services or disability services. But um, like you said, it's not that they are ill. It's not that they are disabled. It's um, how do you reconcile that? I'm so working on it. <laughs> I guess it, you know, it's a daily process with, everything even trying to get you know dd services here i'm you know i fall between the cracks with that also because i'm two points higher functioning that than what the state needs me to be in order to get those resources so it wasn't just my mental stuff it was my disability stuff also that i've been fighting Wow, that's hard. You're like right in that gray area where you yep. you need the services, but you you're like just on the border of qualifying for them. Yep, that's tough. So when people ask you about um, all the different challenges that you have with your different conditions, what do you want people to know? How would you describe it? I would describe it as. You know, it's a everyday fight. You know, what you're dealing with is a fighting process. And yeah, it can be traumatic at times. Yeah, there's going to be trials at times, but you can't give up. And I think that's one of the big things I've learned for myself too, is, you know, getting turned away and stuff. It's given me that motivation to fight for what I really need in my life. I like that. I think there's a lot of strength um, in you from talking to you. It's been wonderful talking to you. And thank you so much for sharing your story. Oh, you're welcome. I was was so excited to do this. Got questions or ideas for the podcast? Or perhaps you have your own story to share. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at podcast at crisisprepandrecovery.com or call 602-281-7795. 
You can also find us online at cprpodcast.podbean.com or wherever you prefer to find your podcasts. CPR Unplugged was produced by Crisis Preparation and Recovery, Inc. The intro and outro music was created by Rob Wilson. The CPR podcast team includes Tamara Lamontane, Ben Edwards, Laura Kaufman, Rob Wilson, and Michael Magarinos. Special thanks to Jason Spisak for technical support.